What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of No Reserves Football. I am your host, Angelo. Here with me, as always, is Alex. And Alex, I'm hey, not hey. going to lie, I am supremely sleep-deprived because of the fantasy draft I did yesterday. So if I sound crazier than normal, uh, that's because of that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, good to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm also not sleep deprived, but a, a bit hit by the the heat stroke right here where I where I'm currently am on vacation. So yeah, <laughs> might be a slower episode than usual, but we'll make it work. So today we talk about our NFC predictions, and I kind of um, preluded that we're probably going to argue about the Saints. Looking at it, and I, but I do think the the NFC we are a lot closer on a lot of the NFC predictions than we were on the AFC predictions, which was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I, I think the actually the the one we might be split apart the most is the North, uh, but we'll get onto that when we get there. So yeah, uh, seems a, a bit closer than the the other one, but still some some points where we we disagree. We do seem to have the same, uh, like, bad teams in each division, so maybe yeah. those are just a bit too obvious, so. Yeah, no, 100%. So, let's get it started, unless you have something you want to talk about. No, no, I think we can jump straight into, is it the East we're talking about first? Yep, the NFC East. So, Perfect. I'll start off with mine first. I have the Eagles being the first team to go back to back in a while, finishing twelve and five. Then I have the Cowboys ten and seven with that ridiculous offense. The Giants seven and ten, and I think the Commanders are abysmal and finish two and fifteen. I think this is where I'm most likely to be wrong because I think the Commanders might be better than I'm giving them credit for, and the Cowboys might be better than I'm giving them credit for. But go on. Yeah, the order we have the same exact order, just a little bit different in the um, in the records because I have the the Eagles still at first going twelve and five, same record, same exact record, both overall in the in the division. Uh, then I have the Cowboys with with one last team uh, win. I have them going nine and eight. Uh, the Giants with one more win than you, but still turning the division at eight or nine. And then finally, I have the Commanders going five and twelve. So I think they'll be bad, but. Apparently not as bad as you you seem they will be. Uh, that's mostly because um, I'm not sure if I trust Sam Howell, and I think Jacoby Brissett can be the type of quarterback that wins you one or two games that you probably shouldn't, just because he limits the turnovers, and maybe the defense can can hold on because I don't think the the Commanders' defense is as bad as it was last year uh, with Young coming back. So time uh, out. You I... don't think Howell even finishes the year's the starting quarterback for the Commanders? No, I don't think Howell or one other like second year quarterback in the in the NFC finish the year as starters, or at least play the full season as starters. They get benched at some point. Maybe the the backup comes in, plays a few games, and then when, when the team see there's there's no chance of doing anything. Uh, the rookie goes back in. But yeah, I think Washington might be one of those cases where Jacoby Brissett might have a shot at actually playing more than we think. Uh, so, and I, 
Philly is is it's not a great quarterback. He's like a fine quarterback that can win you some games by limiting those those mistakes. That's fair. So let's talk about the Cowboys for a second because I think both of us might not be giving them their fair due because Micah Parsons is one of, if not the best defensive player in the NFL. And the Cowboys consistently have a top 10 offense. So just those two combinations combined, could they get to 11-12 wins like they did last year? I mean, they could, but I still don't like their head coach. And now uh, the the OCS change. It's not uh, Kellen Moore oh. anymore. Yeah, he went back to he went to the Chargers. So I think I think McCarty is way too conservative of an head coach. Uh, and I think Kellen Moore uh, got him a bit out of that zone. And now I just think it's gonna it's going straight back to the Packers, like the last few years of the Packers, where it's a very predictable type of football. Uh, and I don't think they have the necessary personnel to to run that. Uh, he has been he has been quoted on as saying that he he wants to run the ball even more. Uh, and for those short yardage situations and so on, Zeke was really useful for them, which I don't think he'll be coming back, at least not according to the latest reports. Um, yeah, there are rumors they wanted him back, but yeah, that's but probably... I don't doesn't seem like like a connection is coming back, especially from Zeke's side. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the offense. I like the offensive line. I don't like uh, Dex last year. Uh, turnover wise, I'm not sure if he can if he can tune that down, or if it's just the QB that he has that he is right now. But I, I how, don't love them. How many times has Dak led the league in interceptions? Though I don't think that's the quarterback he is. And and even if it is, let's even assume that you're right. What you're saying is they're going to run the football more. So just that in of itself. I got cut out, didn't I? Yeah, you got cut uh, out. <laughs> okay, but regardless, okay, I'll keep that in. That's fine. You just said that the head coach says he wants to run the football more, correct? Yes. So just so just in that logic, if you think that correlates to on-the-field performance, Dak is going to have less opportunities to turn the ball over, even if that is the quarterback he is now. So, and I do think there's some like mismatched, mess, mismatched messages because Brandon Cooks just got brought in. They have C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and now a healthy Michael Gallup. They have Tony Pollard. If they don't plan on passing the ball, I don't know what why they have all those pieces. I mean, if they pass the ball more, then I mean, Dak has has thrown like double digits interceptions in three of the last four game, uh, three of the last four years. And the one that he didn't, it was the one that he got hurt. So he only played five games. So I think it might be the QE that Dak is becoming. And even in that year, I mean, he played five games. He had four interceptions. So it might be the type of quarterback that Dak is becoming, the one who tries to do too much. Uh, and I mean, I never truly loved Dak as the the truly elite QB. I think like a lot of us right now play play fantasy football and I think that that changes our, our perception of the player when he's good in fantasy football. We assume he's good in uh, actual football and that's not often the case. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, I think they'll run more. I think the offense will be more conservative. That will put Dak in places in which he'll have to throw the ball more because I don't think they will be as effective without Zeke in those long, uh, in those short yardage moments. So it might be an offense that isn't as dynamic. So might be might have to to try and make some comebacks. And that will lead to even more turnovers. So yeah, I, I I like the Cowboys. I don't love the Cowboys. I think it, the offense will be will be good. I don't think it will be anything spectacular. Um, but yeah, the loss of Amari Cooper like two years ago or so or last year, uh, I think it really impacted them. Uh, and CD is great, but I don't think CD alone, even with Brandon Cooks right now. I mean, Brandon Cooks is always kind of underappreciated, but. It, I don't know, yeah, man. I... I don't really think that Brandon Cooks is the one that will flip that switch. And I think it will be closer to last year, where it's a team with a good defense. Uh, an line that is starting to regress somehow from like the, the elite lines that we remember from like his rookie season and so on. And without Zeke, who wasn't really very effective, but he was very good in those short yardage moments. I think the offense will will be will be hurting quite a bit to start. See, I don't know. I don't. I think you might be right that maybe I view Dak better than he actually is. But at the same time, even if Dak is an average quarterback, you still have all those weapons and a decent offensive line. Like they're going to be a decent offense. They're going to be a top ten offense. Yeah, I think it will be top half for sure. Uh, I just don't think top half versus, for example, the Eagles two games. Uh, their schedule isn't like the like the easiest in the world, I believe. Uh, yeah, so they face like the, for example, to start they have like uh, the Giants, which I mean we can give Gi- the Giants a lot of of crap for what they do, but it's still a tough division matchup. Then they play the Jets. Uh, and then I mean they go to to they they get no no to, they go to Arizona and then they they receive the Pats so I mean it's not an easy st- uh, starting schedule especially when you look then at week five I mean the old <laughs> I'm just looking at the games as I go along and then like the top six games it's like Giants Jets Arizona uh, Patriots 49ers and the Chargers so it's a it's a tough opening stretch. And I think they will be reeling there. So we might be giving like the little star at the helmet and uh, the American team more credit than they actually deserve because I don't think it's a 10-win team. Um, but I'm not the biggest like Cowboys supporter, so maybe... So, okay, so we both have the Eagles consensus. So then since you're not a fan of the Eagles, do you see the Giants maybe taking second place, having a shot at doing that? No, fan of the the Cowboys. I mean, I have them like one game apart right now. So, I mean, a switch of the game, and I think it's a late one. Yeah. Um. I mean, if in week ten I I switch up the the results and I have the Giants winning, then yeah, the Giants make the playoffs. So it's very close. I think it will it will be a close a close team overall. I like the Cowboys a little bit more. I think the Giants overachieved somewhat last year. Um. But yeah. I could see the Giants making without much much trouble. Uh, I just don't want to give them that little bit of credit until they prove themselves again. 
Uh, I think for me, it's the weapons. Like they have drafted amazingly. They are real. They have gotten a lot better on both their front lines, both their offensive line and their defensive line. They have found a system for Daniel Jones to thrive in. I don't like any of the weapons there. They brought in Darren Waller. Darren Waller has been, let's be honest, he hasn't lived up to the to Darren Waller's name in the last two seasons, and not. Very often do you see someone go bad season, bad season, great season at the age of 31. So I know you had him as your comeback player of the year, but I think it's there's also a huge possibility Darren Waller just isn't that good anymore. He isn't I mean, he isn't a top three tight end anymore. The main issue with Darren Waller is the injuries, because when he plays, the dude's still good uh, from every... Most of the stats that I've seen, he's still good. Uh, and I mean, all the reports from camp is that like is the better, is the best weapon that the Giants have. He has been a menace to every single defender that he's he better had. than Hodges. He's better than Slayton. Good job. <laughs> yeah, he's better than Hodges. Is better. I mean, but no one on defense can contain him. So I mean, I think is it's a good it's a good luck. <laughs> he gets the golf Fair clap. Running. Good job. Fair warning to everyone, we just found out about this <laughs> about this little little add-on that Discord has. So yeah, we'll be using this quite a bit more. Um but yeah, I think I think Darren Waller will be will be a good uh, will be a good weapon this year and it will elevate the Giants somewhat. Overall, I just I just don't like the wide receivers, man. I like the tight end, but the wide receivers, yeah, as you said, it's it's a bit in question. I don't think really the question is Waller and and Saquon. It's everyone else. And is can the the O line take another step? Uh, towards being here, a, I got a, a hot good take. Unit. I got a hot take. I got a hot take. Because I didn't like Josh Allen until Stefan Diggs. And I was even still skeptical after they first acquired Stefan Diggs. I think the difference between Daniel Jones and before acquiring Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, isn't that big of a gap. And I think they need that number one wide receiver to really... Because I think the system works for Daniel Jones. I really do. I think they need that elite wide receiver weapon to 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 allow him to take the next step if he's going to take the next step. Could they use Waller in that role then? Assuming uh, his health continues to to not be an issue. I mean, maybe just just put him out, out wide. I mean, he's pretty good. Um, he's not from all he's good. He's right not now. Kyle Pitts. I mean, he isn't Kyle Pitts. Yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts is like a unicorn. But yeah. still, I mean, it's sort of like that that big mold of tight end was re- was very fast, and I I think it can be it can be slotted outside. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe we're slipping on Jalen Hyatt. I didn't love Jalen Hyatt out of college, and I think the guys from Tennessee are pretty hard to to project to the pros because of how that offense is constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe we we are not giving him his proper dues because I mean, he's he's a weapon. Maybe that's the missing link. I still think that they, as you said, they are missing that true alpha wide receiver. Maybe they can be players in the in the trade market when a superstar gets disgruntled. So we'll see. I, I mean, I think it's really close between them and the and the Cowboys to be the second team in the division. I'm giving it the Cowboys because of what you said, like the weapons and so on. I think it, it's it's slightly better. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I still have the Giants with a better uh, division record than the the Cowboys, for example. Funny enough, I have the same record. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just have them losing, like, one more game that they shouldn't. And that just dismantles the team because uh, they go from, like, instead of being in the playoff contention, now they're completely out. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the NFC North. So uh, this is where we have the biggest difference. So I have the Lions going 11 and 6 and winning the division. I have the Vikings going 10 and 7 and making the playoffs. The Packers going 9 and 8 and the Bears finishing at the bottom at 7 and 10 as much as that pains me to do. Yeah. I mean, we are we are pretty similar there in the end. Because I still have the the Bears losing the division, their last team. I st- I have them five and twelve, which is a bit worse than you have them. But I mean, our division winner is completely different. I have the Packers going nine and eight, five and one in the division, winning the the, the NFC North. At the nine Lions and eight. At nine and eight, the Lions just, at nine I... and eight as well. Oh man! Yeah, nine and eight. They are second in the division because they have a worse division record. They have three and three, and I have the Vikings uh, underperforming. Or I mean, should I say, like going back to the norm? Because I think they overperformed last year, and I think they know that. They know uh, they overperformed they go... last year. Yeah, and they go eight and nine. So yeah, just I was really torn between the Vikings and the Lions, but as you know, like. I like the Lions quite a bit. I liked them last year when most people were still slipping on them. I just don't think Lions as division winners will happen as we as we've predicted, uh, as you have predicted. I do. But yeah, I still think the the Packers ruled the North this year with Jordan Love at QB. I think, and we seem to differ there. Yes, I think that very similar to the AFC North, the NFC North is going to be home to a lot of of shootouts. So, in the shootouts, who have the best offenses? I think the Lions and the Vikings have the best offenses. The Lions have a decent offensive line. The Lions just drafted an explosive running back in Jameer Gibbs. They added Montgomery from the Bears. Yes. They still have Amon Ross St. Brown. I think the Vikings overall have better weapons because they have the best wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. And they just added, like, it seems like every team added something in, in the offseason. Just about. I mean, and the Packers, and the Packers have it as well. Yeah, the Packers drafted a, a rookie wide receiver, Reed, in the second round. The Bears added, when they traded down, they added DJ Moore. Like, every team in the NFC North added offense. So I think, so... I guess give me the case for the Packers at 90 and 8 because I think the Packers could be a sneaky offense and when we get to our fantasy the fantasy portion of our show I'm actually going to talk about them fairly decently so why why the Packers? Yeah, I have they the have Packers the because I I think they have the best defense in the in the division. Uh they've added in the first round Lucas Van Ness, which is a prospect that I really liked. Um and I think overall the offense is intriguing because for, I didn't watch like a lot of Packers games last year, uh, but one of my my league mates, 
is a big Packers fan. And every time I talked with them about the offense, it was, it didn't really seem like it was like an issue with the offense overall. It was more Aaron Rodgers not wanting to run the, the, the offense that was in place uh, with the personnel that he had. And he wanted to run the type of offense that he had with Devontae Adams. And I think when they traded out Adams, they wanted to redo the offense, have a lot of work. Sort of similar how to, to the Chiefs ran their offense, like... Don't have West like West a, West a main, a main West 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 yeah. too. They want to run it like that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers wanted to execute that. He wanted to execute his offense. And when the personnel isn't there, I think that's what where it went south. And I think Jordan Love, after being after being on the bench for like is was it like three years or four years behind Rodgers? Yeah. Uh I think it it he has learned the offense, and I think he has he has learned something from Rogers, much like Rogers learned from Favre. Uh, and I, I mean, he has a lot of pieces to work with. He still has Aaron Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon on in the backfield. Uh, he has now Christian Watson, Romeo Romeo Dubs. Uh, they added two tight ends: Tucker uh, was it Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave. Yes, and then they had Jaden Reed. Yep. On offense as well. I mean, he has a lot of pieces to work with. The O line should be solid. So yeah, I think overall in the end, the I still like the Lions to still have some impact in the division. I think like the the Vikings will be back to the norm. They made moves in the offseason that tells me that they know they they overachieved last year and they want to sort of do this like a soft rebuild year. So yeah, I think the Packers still run the North this year. Uh Jordan Love does well enough uh, to the point where he gets a, a contract extension, a yes. long contract extension. So, yeah, uh, I like the Packers. I like the personnel. I think the offense is better than than what they showed last year. Uh, and I think Mike LaFleur is a sneaky candidate for an award we'll be talking down later this this episode. So, yeah. Okay. I really like the I really like the Packers, uh, and I think they they sneak a win here. They I, I think they are like third in the division uh, in terms of odds to win it. So yeah, I think they make a sneaky move and win it. As far as the Bears go, because let's talk about Justin Fields. You think they're going to go five and twelve? I think they're going to go seven and ten. I still don't think they're at the point where they can compete in the offensively stacked division that they're in. I think Justin Fields offensively can be a cheat code. He can get you 100 rushing yards, and he can get you some production through the air as well. And I think we've seen every year, even if you don't want to give him credit, that he's improved his passing year over year over year. And now he finally has a deep target to go to in the form of DJ Moore. So... I guess, why do you believe that they won't really make that much of a difference from last season? Partly is the defense. I don't think they have improved the defense nearly as much as they should have. Uh, I think you should always start the defense from the edges, and I think they failed massively there. They invested a lot on the on the off-ball linebackers. They they signed Terrell Hedmonds from... Was it Terrell? Yeah, it was Terrell. They aren't they like two brothers, Terrell and the other guy from the, like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Terrell Hedmonds they signed from from the Bills, gave him a, a big contract, and then they got like uh, T.J. Edwards from the the Eagles, also giving him a, a big contract, not a, as huge as Edmonds, but still. Uh, and I think that formula really doesn't work in today's NFL. 
because like off-ball linebacker is like one of the least important positions right now in the defense. And I don't think they have nearly as much as much passing uh, pass rusher prowess from the from their their defense. And I think they'll struggle there, especially in the division they're in. And then I mean when you look at the offense, I like DJ Moore, but I, I don't think DJ Moore will 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 change some of Justin Fields um like shortcomings. Uh I think he's like a a pretty good, if not great, rushing quarterback. But I think passing-wise, he still needs a lot to work with. Uh, the O-line, I think it will improve somewhat. Uh, it's still... I think they have, like, Darnell Wright in the, with the 10th pick overall in the in the draft. Uh, running back, slight downgrade, I think. I like, I like Montgomery. Uh, and they are going down to uh, Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, and the rookie that they added, which is Rashawn Johnson. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I still can't love Fields. I mean, a lot of the the advanced analytics are still against them. A lot of people predict like a, a Jalen Hurts type uh, bounce back season. Uh, since I don't know they if, added it's that, if it's going to be that extreme. I I still yeah. think he came in more raw than people wanted to give him credit for, and he needs like I think what he does with his second contract is going to be very telling because I think if he turns into Jalen Hurts, it's going to be during the second contract. Does he get a second contract with the Bears, though? That's a good question. Yeah, because from from what we know, like the talks uh, leading up to the draft was that they, they were looking at all the options available. I think he, he got a, an okay this year to be their guy, but I think it's a short leash, and if he doesn't improve somewhat to like... Uh, an average-level type of passer. Uh, I think all the cards are on the table for the Bears. Here's the problem if you're a developing quarterback or you're a journeyman. Like, Here's the problem if you're like Justin Fields or if you're like Geno Smith or any of the other young quarterbacks who still haven't like hit-hit. Caleb is coming. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> So at the end of the day, I think at the end of the season, we're going to see a mad dash for teams trying to tank to get to that number one overall pick, because I don't know how many quarterbacks like you would feel safe if you if you had that number one pick. Like, obviously, if you're the Bengals or the Bills or the Chiefs, like, okay, if you get the number one pick, you're not going that that route. But. After those teams, how many quarterbacks you got left <laughs> that yeah, you'd rather no, 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 no. have? <laughs> so, and I mean, and we talk, we talk about about uh, we talk a lot about Caleb Caleb Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. But Drake May is also coming, and I think he'll he'll be the type of guy that will get a lot of hype coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already getting uh, a lot of hype, but it it will be one of those guys. It will be one of those draft where it's QB one, two, and possibly three even. Um, and yeah, I mean. The comparison that I always hear, as I said before, it's Jalen Hurts, but I don't think DJ Moore is the type of wide receiver that AJ Brown is, and I don't think Justin Fields has the type of season that uh, Jalen Hurts had prior to getting AJ Brown. And you know that I didn't really like uh, Hurts, but the step that, the steps that he took were were massive, and his improvements were massive. And I don't think it's the norm. I mean, you look at you look at some of his advanced analytics. I mean, the dude had 318 pass attempts, 
And like 31 of those were danger plays, 25 of those were interceptable passes. So, I mean, he, he was 12th in the NFL I in mean, interceptable passes. Here's the thing. I think we've seen it more often recently than we have before then. So, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson has panned out. Josh Allen. I had a lot of Josh, Josh Allen. There's no doubt he panned out. Jalen Hurts. There's no doubt he panned out. So, I think... Honestly, and and here, here's my case that I'm probably wrong, and I might be wrong on Anthony Richardson year one, is these mobile quarterbacks, these quarterbacks with elite speed, but also the ability to throw, keep on panning out for the teams that draft them. So why not Justin Fields? Because why can't Justin Fields make the progression? Go ahead. I think I think the the issue is also like the guys who drafted Justin Fields and invested in Justin Fields are no longer here. So if Justin Fields has another subpar season, I mean you don't want to be the head coach that gets fired with the quarterback that you didn't pick. So I think it's one of those situations where you just cut your losses uh, and you go get your guy. So if you're fired, it's because you went and get your, and had your guy and he still failed. I think it's one of those situations. But, I mean, if Justin Fields takes, like, the the, the earth step up, that I don't think he will, but still, uh, all cards are off the table, and, of course, he will be the starter. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just don't think it will be the case, and I think he has a lot to correct still, uh, and a lot of stuff, like... I mean, you can look at a ton of stats that, I mean, like, it's true, complete perc- true completion percentage, 32nd in the league. Deep ball per- uh, complete percentage, 22nd in the league. Pressure complete percentage, percentage, 24th in the league. I mean, yeah, it just he takes steps up, I think, uh, but he, he gets masqueraded a lot because of, of his rushing, and I think that doesn't hold long uh, in this league. So, yeah, unless he takes those, like, Herculean step step ups, I don't think he will be the quarterback of the Bears next year. Interesting take. So we haven't talked about the Vikings. How many games did you do you think one, two, throw it to Justin Jefferson wins them? I mean it wins them a ton. Doesn't <laughs> win them enough for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can do one two throw it to Jordan Addison as well. And that's actually the next question I was gonna ask you. So what do you expect out of Jordan Addison? Because they drafted him in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, I think, the, the, I think he ahead. was drafted prior to... No, it was before uh, Quentin Johnston, Justin. which yeah. will be a mistake that the, the Chargers made. Oh, okay. But yeah. <laughs> Regarding Addison, I like them as a prospect. I was a bit scared away after the combine and all of the... All of the like his height and weight and so on came out. We never got to talk because we weren't doing the show then. And honestly, I didn't follow the combine. This is probably my worst year for the combine. But the wide receivers for this class were more disappointing than I thought they were going to be based around the height. And you can see it in the draft capital. Like none of those guys were top 15 picks. Almost Mm -hmm. none of those guys apart, apart from JSN were top 20 picks. So yep. yeah, it was. I think it was a more hyped up wide receiver class than he should be. I and think, Jason uh, was barely a top twenty pick. Yeah, and I think like the combine played a part in it. Uh, but I mean, all of the reports leading up to the draft were that like 
the fantasy community and the analysts around the NFL in general were higher on the wide receivers than the actual uh, like general managers and scouts were. So yeah, I think I think that those reports ended up being true. Uh, I like I like a lot of those guys. I don't love most of those guys. I truly only loved uh, JSN. Uh, but Jordan Addison was my wide receiver too of this class, and I think he will be an impact player immediately. Uh, the early reports from camp weren't great. He got involved in that old speeding situation, plus he didn't practice a lot to start the camps. But as of late, he has been he has been really going at it, and he seems to have uh, an edited shift here. So I'm excited about Jess, uh, about Jordan Addison, and I think Addison Jefferson and. Uh, TJ Atkinson, yeah. It will be a pretty good receiving card. My main issue with them is that they really overperformed last year and that their QB, their running back situation isn't a great. I don't love Madison and I think behind them it's pretty shallow. So yeah, I think I have, I have them going 8 and 9, which isn't great. It's a step back from last year. Uh, but the offense should be fine. Uh, I just think the defense and the running game won't be there to be a, a playoff team. So one of the reasons I selected the Lions is, I don't know if you remember this, but, well, you remember that I generally don't think coaching matters as much as the talent on the field. I've kind of come back a little bit on that take, but... um it was when they first got Campbell and they just put they put him in the absolute worst situation. <laughs> they, like that that Lions team that he inherited was beyond beyond terrible. And I just saw him after like a close game literally crying about how his players put ever like dude, I I I wanted to like run through a wall for him. I think that Campbell is going to get the most out of whatever that roster is. And I think the roster's offense is going to be very solid. The question is the defense. And I do think, like, they can't be worse. There's no way to go go but up for that defense. They can't be worse than they were last year. There's no way. Yeah, and, and I like Lions as well. I was I was really not on the Dan Campbell side when he when he first joined them as a net coach. But I mean, he went like, you over. The, yeah, I mean, like, that guy, as you said, I would run through a wall for him. The dude is, like, really emotional. And he, you know, you just know that he wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, yeah. He's, like, a player's type of coach. Uh, and, I mean, he has that team fired up every time. I, I think they overachieved as well. They had more... That offense was great. Uh, and they their offensive coordinator is pretty good, Ben Johnson. Um, and yeah, as you said, I think the defense will be better than last year. I don't think it will be a whole lot better. Um, the Jeff Okuda experience has failed tremendously. Uh, oh, but yeah. they have Jack Campbell, who I like. I think they, they overdrafted him, but I like Jack Campbell. It, he was the, the best linebacker in the draft, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I have them going to the playoffs. I think it's for what he has achieved with the Lions, I still think the NFL is a ruthless game, and if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, his job might be on the line. You can't. You I can't. Mean, <laughs> I mean, but for all he has achieved in turning that roster around and like making his players really feel the game and really playing for his shirt, basically, he still hasn't made the playoffs. And it's... Here's the thing. for better or worse, 
I think the Lions are kind of, they have to stay the course. They have to see where Campbell gets them and not try and set it up for the next coach. Yeah, I mean, overall, I would agree. I think Dan Campbell has done enough with the team that it buys them another year of not making the playoffs. But uh, it's a result league at the end of the day, and for how much we, we like him as a coach right now, uh, if the results aren't there, it's just it's a ruthless league, and I don't think he will he will have the time to get another season under his belt. Honestly, it might be a bit of a shocking take, but yeah, it's it's a really ruthless league, and it's a results league, so... The results aren't oh. there at the end of the season. The playoffs, uh, I don't think he makes it. So here's the question. When have the Lions ever gotten results in the results league? I mean, but that's what they're looking for. And that's that's why they have so many so many coaches being fired. Uh every uh, like every few years. Uh it's just that they don't achieve those results. And I, I would get Yes, that like one of the approaches could be uh, going back and not firing some of those coaches that were doing okay jobs or good jobs uh, before getting to the to the results. But I mean, it's the ownership that's that's what they that's what they choose to do, and I don't I don't think it will be different here. I think it's it's really a, a job season for for Coach Campbell. Which I wouldn't want to see him go, and that's, that's I mean, I have them going to the playoffs, so in my scenario, he's safe. Uh, if he doesn't Same. make it, though, I'm not the most confident that he will be coaching the Lions in 2023, 2024, and 2024, 2025. That's fair. Let's move on to our next conference, which is the NFC West. And I can't believe I did this. I have the Seahawks winning the division at 11 and 6. I have the 49ers going in second at also 11 and 6. I have the Rams with a mini turnaround going 9 and 8. And I have the Cardinals absolutely in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes and going 3 and 14. I mean, we're similar in our our record for the the Cardinals. I I think it's the worst roster in the league. I have them going three and fourteen. I think it's it's a Caleb Williams slot, uh, likely because I mean, I don't think Kyler Murray is it. Uh, dude's too too immature to be a starting quarterback in the league, and it's the same situation as the Bears. A uh, new a new new general manager, new head coach. Want to get to, uh, is those guys in uh, like their guys in, uh, and they won't risk losing a job uh, for a guy that they have no connection with. So I think it's a Caleb Williams slot, uh, and I mean at the top I have the the Niners going eleven and six, the Seahawks going nine and eight, and the Rams going seven and ten. I wish I was as bullish on the Seahawks as you are as a Seahawks fan, <laughs> uh, but I I don't see it. Uh, I think that. Uh, the Niners still win the division. I think we'll still be a good team. I don't think last year was an outlier. Uh, but I don't think the defense has improved enough. Uh, I I like Bobby Wagner being back. But next to him, uh, I don't love Jordan Brooks. And I don't love any of the signings that they had. Uh, I think Devin Bush is 
is a bust for for what he, he was supposed to be. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's on his second contract. Uh, everyone had pretty big hopes for him. And ever since the injury, dude, is, is a liability on the field, in my opinion. Um, at the defense, I mean, I like a lot of, of our pieces on the defense. But I don't I think, think your secondary is really solid. I mean, it is, but I don't think it's a unit that gets us those 10, 11 wins. But I think we make the playoffs. Still, I have them going 9-8, and eight, making the playoffs. I just don't think we're at the level of the, the 49ers. Partly also because of the, the O-line. It's it's a constant issue, even last year. Um, but yeah, with our, with our running back one, Kenneth Falker, I think we will we will get places uh, going 9-8. and eight. We don't really have not... many other running backs of note to talk about, but still. What? Yeah. You're you really you're really that that low on uh, Charbonnet, huh? <laughs> yeah, I really don't like Charbonnet. It's more, it's more of a fantasy jab at some of our our league colleagues, but still, <laughs> I don't love Charbonnet. Yeah, I like Kenneth Walker, and I think it will be it will be our guy. Um, but still, nine and eight, a good record. I think we make the playoffs. I, I'm not sure if we make if we get, win like maybe we win like one game in the playoffs. I think. The team is good enough for it. I don't think we have any of the the championship aspirations. But yeah, I like the team overall. I don't love it. So that's why I have them going 9 and 8. So here's a question for you. Because here's the most interesting thing we'll get to talk about with the 49ers. Who do you think starts the season as quarterback for the 49ers? And who do you think finishes the season at quarterback for the 49ers? I think Brock Purdy starts the season as the quarterback for the 49ers. I think Trey Lance ends the season as a quarterback for the 49ers. I generally yeah. agree with that, too. Because you yeah, drafted Trey might... Lance. Go ahead. Yeah, but I think we, we might even see some Sam Darnold. But yeah, I think the season ends with Trey Lance as the QB. You have to. Everything you invested to get Trey Lance in your building, you are committed to him. You have to at least see if you can do it with them. There's no, there's like no. I Brock Purdy did great for the opportunity he was given. Brock Purdy was not someone they drafted fourth overall and sent, you know, treasure trove of draft picks to acquire. That's just it's, the reality. It's again, it's again the 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 leech that the player has, uh, like a first round pick as much more leech than a seventh round pick. And even mm-hmm. though Purdy did pretty good last year. Um, I think it's fair to if you I've watched plenty of games of them, and like some of his throws, they just weren't intercepted by intercepted by pure luck, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think I think that's that's something that that comes down back to her. I think his turnovers rise up quite a bit, and that's part of the reason why he gets benched for Trey Lance. Um, and then Trey Lance, like, I think I think there's untapped potential there. We haven't truly seen what Lance is right now. Uh, folks are quick to, to call him a bust. But I don't think the, the, I think the jury is still out on him. And I think we need to see him more before we can, we can call him whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I have them starting with Party, ending the season with Lance. Uh, I like the team overall. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's why I have them winning the the NFC West. Like Kyle Shanahan is a magician in the run game, so they'll always have a run game. Why either with CMC, uh, Elijah Mitchell, or Tyrion Davis Price? So yeah, 
I think the offense will be good. The defense is it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, the just... quarterback situation will hold them up a bit, and I think that's why they they don't make like a Super Bowl or, any, or anything because they will be missing that QB and they will play that revolving door game of QBs. Um, so yeah. I think there's a chance to make the Super Bowl. You think? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd consider them to favorites, but there's definitely a chance. They're definitely going to... I think there's a very good chance... Well, no, I don't, they, they're going to make a deep playoff run. That's just... I, mean, I agree with that. I don't think they make it all the way to towards the finish line because of here's the thing. situation at the start. If you're in position to get to the finish line, eventually you're going to get to the finish line. So... I mean, it could be, could be next season. Next season, if the QB situation is solved, they ship one of them out uh, in my scenario party, uh, and they they focus solely on their guy, and maybe that's the season where they make it all the way through. But yeah, uh, that that situation at the start, I don't think it will help them. It destabilizes the team somewhat, and I think it persists towards the season, uh, through throughout all of the season. So I have them just missing any sort of like Super Bowl or maybe even NFC Championship. Uh, because of those those early situations, the year after though, I think they're the one of the better contenders though. Okay, so let's talk about a few of the other teams. The Rams. Well, we already talked about the Cardinals. We don't think the Cardinals are going anywhere. But <laughs> the Rams. Do you think they'll have a mini bounce back season with Cooper Cup and Stafford healthy? I mean, I do. I don't think how big. I'm not sure how big of a bounce back it will be. Uh, all of the reports around Stafford was that he was pondering retirement and that the Rams were worth thinking about shipping them. Uh, I mean, I think that after that, they they sort of said that that's bogus and that they never thought of it. I still don't believe them. I think Stafford is doesn't have long, isn't long in the tooth. Uh, I don't think it, he will be a starting quarterback for much longer in the league. Uh, not because he doesn't have the talent, but because of his health and all of the situations with his wife. I, I know. Uh, I think he will. He will try to preserve his health as much as possible. You don't um, think he's long for the NFL? Is that what you're no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, and yeah, I think he starts the whole season. Maybe you, you see like one or two games of Stenson Bennett at the end when they are eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, bounce back season. I have them going seven and ten. Uh, that whole line is isn't great. That's no. uh, that DB room is terrible in my opinion. They lost, they lost Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, which was the the main link there. And I mean, even in the in the linebacking room, they lost Bobby Wagner, and now it's just I like Ernest Jones, but it, it's still just Ernest Jones. There's not a lot of of depth in that team. Uh, so yeah, the talent overall isn't bad. I just don't think it's, it's playoff worthy. Seven and ten, I think it's a fair record for them. They, you'll, I think they'll be like a, a six to seven win team. So, yeah, that's that's basically my thoughts on them. An okay. okay team. An okay team. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're pretty much in the same boat. Uh, you just have like one or two more wins than I do, or two losses than I do. Let's move on to the last conference, the conference we're probably going to fight on. Let's talk about the NFC South. I have the Saints winning the division at 10 and 7. 
I have the Falcons finishing second at eight and nine. The Panthers finishing at seven and ten. And the Buccaneers going six and eleven. Yeah. In my in my predictions I have the Falcons going nine and eight, making the playoffs as the, the division winner. And I have no other team in the in the division making it. I have the the Saints going eight and nine. I have the Panthers going seven and ten, much like you. Um, and I have the the Buccaneers going five and twelve. I mean, tell me why you like the why you like the Saints so much? Because the difference between Derek Carr and Jameis Winston, and even Jimmy Garoppolo. That was the few Oh, sorry, Andy Dalton. I forgot Jameis didn't get... But anyway, is is huge. There's no way. There is no way that team's offense doesn't vastly improve. So if the team's offense vastly improves, they get Michael Thomas back, who's healthy as well. They have Chris Olave. Camaro's coming back after three games, and the defense isn't... Like, what's your your case? Why are they going to be a sub-500 team? I mean... I think we Better question. Why is Desmond Ritter going to win the division? I mean, the question, the answer to that question is Arthur Smith. I think the dude will make a pretty good run game uh, with Bijan. Uh, and I don't think Desmond Ritter plays the whole season. I think Tyler Arnicky plays a good part of it. Uh, and I just think they're they're the better team overall in the division. I think the, they're invested heavily on the defense. They have invested like three three straight years of first round picks on the offense uh, in Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan. The O line is pretty good as well. Uh, I just I don't love Ritter, but I don't think it will it will cost them a lot of games because it will be a run centric game. I think it will be. Will be a lot of slow games, a lot of games where the pace of play is really slow. Here's the thing. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah. You just said, you quite literally just said they have a bunch of offensive pieces and then followed that up with, I don't think the games are going to be fast paced. I think they're going to be a lot of grindy games. So basically, what you just said, they do not have the quarterback play and they won't have the pace of play to support the weapons they have. So how yeah, are they but- winning the division? But they will they will have like the, those those pretty big drives where they they dominate the the time of of the clock basically. I think it will be a lot like early Seattle with Russ, where we we just dominate the time of possession. Uh, we don't have we don't give the ball uh, we don't give the ball the ball up a lot. Um, they invested in the defense quite a bit. They got Jesse Bates in. They got Caden Ellis in. They, uh, they got David Onyemata in. Uh, they got a lot of pieces on that defense, and I think the offense will be will be run well enough that they can win the division. I have them. I mean, I still have them going nine and eight. It's not a great team, uh, but it's it's a solid team. It's one of those teams where you, that you don't want to see on the schedule because it's it's one really you grind game. You don't want to see uh, Desmond Ritter on your schedule. You don't want to see the Falcons on your schedule. It won't be the Desmond Ritter show. Desmond Ritter can be replaced by any QB, and I think the offense will be still the same. And plus, they have like the easiest schedule in the league, the Falcons. So I, I really don't think they will be even that good. I'm just, I just say 9-8 and eight for the easy schedule. Uh, I mean, I think I like them. I like how that offense is built. I like how they will run the, the games. 
uh, I don't know, man. I I really like the 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 Falcons, and I don't see it with the Saints. Uh, you seem to think like Derek Carr is this massive upgrade over Andy Dalton, and I mean, if you look at the the analytics, dude, really isn't. I mean, if I tr if I said, for example, who had the better red zone accuracy rating last year, who would you say? It's Andy Dalton because Derek Carr has been historically bad in the red zone, but that's not the reason you like the Saints. The reason you like the Saints is because Derek Carr is top ten. In deep ball throws, and he's throwing to Chris Olave now, and Michael Thomas. Okay, so, so who had a better deep ball accuracy rating last year? Derek Carr or Andy Dalton? I'm gonna go Derek Carr, but you're gonna say Andy Dalton, right? Andy Dalton had a 5.9 deep ball accuracy rating. Derek Carr had a 5.8. But so yeah, I mean. But Whichever stage you look like, uh, you look how, at. Okay, how many times did they each one throw it? Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, as for yeah. deep ball pass attempts, uh -huh. Andy Dalton at 39, uh, Derek Carr at 72. <laughs> it's really easy to be more accurate when you don't throw it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, I mean, <laughs> but are they just going to leave off the deep ball? Huh? Is that what you're telling me? They Are could, they just gonna leave off the, their the deep ball? They're gonna score more points because they have the they have Kamara after three games. They have Michael Thomas. They have Chris Olave. They have, they have the, they have Michael Thomas for like a game. Oh, stop it! Uh, Michael Thomas is always injured, dude. Michael Thomas is not like the 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 Breeze Saints Michael Thomas. It's it's a pretty beat up Michael Thomas at this point, who hasn't played a full season in what? Who hasn't played basically in what? Two three years. I mean, he played like a couple games last year, and that's basically it. So yeah, I I don't see it with Michael Thomas. He can, he can have a comeback, but I mean, we're making it out to be much more than he actually is at this point. Uh, and I just don't see it with Carr. I think he's awfully similar to, to Andy Dalton, and he's more similar to Andy Dalton than we, we might be uh, giving him credit for. Uh, like, his red zone stuff is pretty much similar to Andy Dalton. I mean, deep ball, yeah, you have a point there. But, like, short game, Andy Dalton hasn't beaten basically everything. And if you're telling me that Derek Carr can complete the short passes, uh, and he's just going to be throwing it deep, I don't think that offense will be will be very proficient uh, because I mean the teams will just adjust. Derek Carr last point. season had a top ten offense. You're telling me you don't think that offense goes from Derek Carr goes from Andy Dalton to Derek Carr and it doesn't improve? Yeah, Derek Carr last year also had the leading rusher in the NFL, and he had Devonte Adams. I mean, we like Chris Olave. Chris Olave is not Devonte Adams. Um, Chris Olave yeah, is going to so, finish the season better than Devontae Adams with Jimmy Garoppolo. There's my hot take. I mean, I could see it. He's still not the the, the type of wide receiver that Devontae Adams is. Devontae Adams is undoubtedly a top three wide receiver in the league. And I don't right. think Chris Olave like is there Derek yet. Carr is undoubtedly better than Andy Dalton, but we still seem to be debating it. I mean... The analytics, the analytics really show him to be closer uh, to Andy Dalton than we think. 
Uh, I'm sure he's closer to Garoppolo than Alexei that as well, but that doesn't account for volume, and that doesn't account for... I don't man. I, th- I think you're, you're overthinking this, and the Saints are... You might have a point, but from what I see... <laughs> It's really not that different, in my opinion. I think the I think I I have the Saints going eight and nine. Uh, the defense is it's okay. It's it has some pieces that I like. It's not excellent. The offense again, it's okay. I don't think there's much there besides Chris Olave. Uh, Kamara is reaching that that age that we don't love. Uh, Jamal Williams is there, but I think Jamal Williams is more a product of the the system. Oh, here's year. the thing. I've yeah. seen this a lot with football, especially fantasy football, talking about age mattering with running backs. You had a very excellent point on, I don't know if it was the first episode or the second episodes that we ever did, but the 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 drop, the hill is based around touches. It's not based around age. So how many so how close is Kamara to that touch threshold is my question. And that's what we really should be looking at. Oh, I mean, that's, that's right? a pretty good question. <laughs> that's a pretty good question. Am I right or wrong? Uh, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, he, he wasn't the most used QB uh, running back out of, out of college. Uh, plus, he has missed some games. And he has bound to miss the first three games of the, the year. So, But, I mean, he still had some of those seasons where he got a lot of touch, uh, touches, especially receptions. So he might yeah. be close to that edge, but still, uh, I like Kamara. I don't love Kamara. I think I've used this expression a lot, and I use them a lot with the Saints at this point because <laughs> I like Derek Carr. I don't love Derek Carr, um, and I I still think he's living off those seasons where he he was really good with the Raiders, and then he got injured, and when he when he got to the playoffs, I believe, uh, like the I think it was a a, a double a double digit win season for the Raiders a, a few years ago. Oh, breaking news. Speaking of, we're talking about the Saints. Kendra Miller has headed to the locker room after a visit to the medical tent. Oh, that's So, Kendra Miller. That's just great for my fantasy team, I swear. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, they're running well, there back. You go. <laughs> Depth might not be as solid until no. Kamara comes back. So, I, I disagree with you. Um, the Falcons, I kind of put uh, talked about it earlier. I think they have more weapons than they have ways to get those weapons, like reasonable touches. I don't think they'll be a bad team by any stretch, but I don't think they'll be a great team. Grand, I guess you're in the same boat. What if Heineke starts more games than Ritter? Does your opinion change? Not really. No. Okay. Yeah, I, I no. think Heineke is is. It's a better QB, and he's a better gunslinger. So those weapons will be will be more more oh. utilized than they will be with Ritter. So here's the thing that I think we don't talk about enough. So Kyle Pitts coming out is one of, if not the best tight end to ever test that we've ever seen. He's six six. He runs stupid fast. He jumps stupid high. Like, he can get the ball pretty much anywhere you throw it, right? Yeah. 
So they drafted this freak, and then the next season they came back and they decided, let's get a wide receiver. And then the season after that, they decided, okay, let's get the best running back who's ever played college football since, like, Saquon Barkley. So I I don't think Kyle Pitts is ceiling is as high as people make it out to be. Because I think Kyle Pitts almost needs his own offense. And the Falcons are never going to be that as long as they have B. John Robinson in his prime, as long as they have Drake London there. I don't 100% agree. I agree in part of it. I don't think it will be... It will be the weapon that we thought it would be until there's better QB play in town, and uh, and when there's better QB that, play, there's too much competition. I think Drake London is better at I mean, getting targets than Kyle Pitts. Not that he's a better athlete; he is better at securing targets and making his case for you to throw it to him if you're his quarterback than Kyle Pitts is. I mean, I think part of that was was Mariota. I don't think he was comfortable with Pitts, and I uh, I think there's I saw some tweets about it uh, that his his quality of targets was was terrible Pitts, uh, mm-hmm. and I mean Drake London wasn't that much better. He got better with with Reader, um, but yes. still his depth of target wasn't great. Um, and I think Pitts Pitts can also be better with with Reader. I think Marcus Mariota really didn't play anything special uh, to the point where I would say Marcus Mariota might have been terrible. Um, it just did okay enough to to get some wins with that run game, and I I really don't think Calpitz has a lot of competition. He has Drake London and Bijan, and I think uh, an offense with a better QB than Desmond Ritter, which I think will be will be happening soon, because if we if we if I recall correctly, uh, they were heavily in the run for Deshaun Watson at the time. Yes, they were. So it tells me that they that they they know that they need a QB to get better. Uh, and when that QB comes, which I think will be next next season, I think that offense will take a massive step forward, especially for for fantasy football. Um, right now, they have a lot of talent. They, as as I've said before, they invested three first round picks uh, in three straight years, and they were high picks nonetheless. But uh, all of them top ten uh, in offense. I think Pitts is better than what we are giving him credit for. I think you'll get those those targets that London gets, uh, and you'll you'll get them the same way as London did, and do as much if not better with those set targets than Drake London. Um, he just didn't have the chance last year with Mariota, and I think that changes with with River this year. He still isn't one hundred percent healthy, and from reports I've seen from like. Uh, Medical guys from Twitter and so on. Uh, the expectation is that he will, he will be at full speed by around week five or six. At that point, we might be seeing Heineke. So I'm actually excited for Pitts this season. I think Pitts... We don't give Pitts enough credit for his first season. Uh, we seem to think that he's sort of like not his living up to His first season wasn't bad. It was just touchdown. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was just touchdowns because... Uh, other than that, I mean, do that 1,000 yards receiving in his first season as a tight end. That's sort of unheard of. Uh, even with like an iffy offense uh, and not great targets, he was still amazing, um, I would say. He just liked the touchdowns, and that's something that, that 
that can change. That usually isn't really there's there's really a, a way to predict those. Um, but yeah, I, I like him. Uh, I still think is is that unicorn tight end that we we saw out of college, and I think he will will take a step forward uh, with Ritter or uh, Heineke. Because last year he just got to play with Mariota, and Mariota was terrible, in my opinion. So what about the Bucks? We have the Bucks being a bottom feeder and barely. What do you think about the offense? Do you think it's going to be a decent offense now that they replaced Tom Brady with Baker Mayfield? What do you think about the defense? Like, Why do you think it's going to be the bottom team and it's not going to be the Panthers? It's because their QB options are Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. And <laughs> yeah, none of those QBs are good. <laughs> uh, the, off- the offensive line showed cracks last year. Uh, and that was with Tom Brady, who was one of the, the, the faster throwers of the football. Um, so, yeah, well, he's like the best player to ever play the game. And now he's being replaced by a Baker Mayfield who might be beat out in camp by a Kyle Trask who I honestly didn't like as a prospect. Uh, I don't see anything positive on that team besides the defense. I like some of their pieces. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even like most of their linebackers. I like um, LaFonte David. But, uh, like wife, uh, White, I really... Devin White, I really don't see happening. Anytime soon, really? uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not a bit uh, the big uh, Devin White fan. Uh, I think he he gets a lot of a lot of like a free pass because he plays with Levante David. Uh, I think if he didn't play with that savvy vets uh, type of linebacker, who really really plays well and who is really good, I, I don't think I think he would have been exposed by now. Because I think he has really glaring weaknesses, and I'm just waiting for the other shoot to drop. Uh, and I think it might be this season or what, next. What kind of glaring weaknesses do you see in? I think he's an athletic freak, but his coverage skills are really limited. He rushes the passer well, but I mean, coverage-wise, I think he has big, big issues uh, that are sometimes masqueraded by by having Levante David next to him. Uh, hmm. So yeah, he has already asked for a trade because he didn't get the contract. Now he's back in camp. Uh, it appears that he will play this season. I just think the the Bucks aren't giving him the the contract because they they know uh, and they see the same things that we do. That isn't really up there uh, in terms of of what like his talent doesn't match the contract that he wants to. Um, and I think it will it will still be the case this season. So yeah, don't really love him. Uh, I like the defense overall, though. Uh, I think the defense is it's what gets them in some of those games. I just don't think the offense does does much to help the defense in this case. Hmm. Interesting. Do and... you like the offense, though? Yes. Believe it you or like not, I do. I do like the offense for two reasons. Because they have weapons where Baker Mayfield likes to thrive. So Baker Mayfield likes to do two things. He likes to dump it off to the running back, and he likes to take deep shots. Well, congratulations, Rashad White. You are you're, you were one of the best pass catchers coming out of college in your class. You now have a quarterback who's going to dump it off again to you, just like Tom Brady did. Same with Mike Evans. He will Baker Mayfield will throw 50. I think Mike Evans and Rashad White are going to make this offense 
run smoother than I think a lot of people are going to give it credit for. Are we talking about the same Baker Mayfield that got replaced last year for a combination <laughs> of Sam Darnell and PJ Walker? Yes, we are talking about the same Baker Mayfield. Great to know. Great to know. That's the guy who will lead this offense to 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 like being this really efficient and really like. I didn't say efficient. I said better of... than people give it credit oh, for. Better than okay, okay, okay. Got it. I mean, it's it's really on par with Brady from last year. I think there's not really a big change uh, from what I'm hearing from you. It's it's pretty much the same guy, but dif different like shirt and probably a bit less handsome. But yeah. Uh, Really good bet on Baker Mayfield. I'm not even sure if the dude starts the season. Uh, it might be Kaltresk at this point. And if yeah, if he's beat by Kaltresk, you should just call your agent and say that that you'll be retiring because I mean, after being benched for PJ Walker and now you're benched by Kaltresk, I mean, dude, it's over. Baker dude Mayfield was... to Alex. I mean, That's Baker Mayfield's never, career right there. I never liked <laughs> Baker, dude. I was, I mean. The other, the other shoe was that I really liked Sam Darnold. So I mean, yeah, I guess I was, I was half right, half wrong. Uh, at the end of the day, none of them did anything. I, I don't think. I think Baker got like that good season behind him uh, in his rookie season. But after that, I mean, his weaknesses are just glaring. Dude's uh, like a taller with less problems, Johnny, Johnny Manziel. So. I don't like him, and I think you are probably overrating him quite a bit. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. The division. Am I overrating him? I'm just saying they're going to be better than the dog water people are saying they're going to be. That's, yeah, that's because I think they'll be dog water. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they'll be dog water. I, I, I don't see anything. I mean, you like to throw the deep ball a lot, so that's why his deep ball catchable pass rate last year was 54.8, 22nd in the league. I mean, <laughs> I just don't see it with the two. I think it, it might end up being the Caltrest chore. Maybe they get a vet QE in there, because you have a lot of vets in that locker room. And if you're if you're telling those dudes that you you are just playing Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, I mean I just can't see the dudes being happy. I can't see the the guys like Levante David or or the the edges and like Shaquille Barrett uh, being happy with that. So maybe to get a vet in uh, if it really goes sideways as I expect. But yeah, Baker I don't see Kyle Trask I, not even close. I like the offense. I like the pieces on the offense. I like White. I like Godwin. I like Evans. The the tight end situation is also nice. I think Kate Otten is better uh, than he's being given credit for. It's barely talked about. And he was a rookie last year. I still I just like some of the the things that I saw from him. But yeah, Kate Otten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the the offense as currently constructed with the QBs, I just don't see it. I think it's a four or five win team. With the QBs, and if they get a vet in, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe Tom comes back from from retirement. Maybe <laughs> they get Philip Rivers back. Um, I mean, Philip Rivers is an immediate update over over Baker. So even even what three years removed from football? Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like Baker, and I don't see anything coming from that with Baker. 
Wow. So, I saved the team I could be the most wrong on for last. I do think there's a sneaky chance the Carolina Panthers do win this division. I just don't have it predicted. I have them going 7-10, and 10, and as a uh, official card-carrying member of the Terrace Marshall Fan Club, I would um, love to see that. But I don't know if Bryce Young, in his rookie season, could carry the team to a playoff berth. What do you think about the Carolina Panthers? I like Bryce. He's my, my QB1 from this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought their offensive line was better than what they showed in the preseason game. But if that's what he will have to work with, I mean, Jesus. The dude will have a rough time because uh, I believe... I didn't watch the the full game, but I believe from reports that I've read, uh, dude was was hit or pressured in almost every single snap that he took with the team last last the preseason game. So yeah, if that's what he will have to work with, uh, I fear for the dude's life because... Was really tiny, and I think he's, he's a heck of a QB. But if he's constantly hurt, uh, if he's constantly hit, I don't think uh, he'll have much success. Uh, the, the offensive pieces, I mean, DJ Shark is okay. Adam Thielen probably a bit too older than a bit too old than he, he should be mm. uh, for for being an effective wide receiver. I think he was he was really one of the the least effective uh, efficient. I'm sorry, efficient wide receivers from last year. Uh, then they added the rookie, Jonathan Mingo, who's basically Terrence Marshall 2.0, so you probably shouldn't be too too afraid of him. But yeah, uh, you, just keep the, <laughs> you just keep the Terrence Marshall dream uh, alive for a bit longer. I mean, from reports... Alpha Terrence fr- Marshall. Alpha I mean, wide receiver Terrence Marshall is coming. To be fair to you, I did listen to a podcast the other day uh, where they were interviewing a, a Panthers uh, beat reporter, and the Panthers beat reporter was asked who was in her in her opinion the the wide receiver one for the Panthers, and she did say Terrence Marshall Jr. So, and that this, this new and uh, that this new coaching staff would probably unlock him because the 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 match rule era didn't really know how to use him that well. So maybe you still have some hope. Then at at running back they have Miles Sanders there. I don't Ooh. want to uh under under uh sell how big of a Terrace Marshall fan. So if there's a fantasy league, I have Terrace Marshall in it. There there is no like there is no stone I have not uncovered to acquire Terrace Marshall in fantasy. Yeah. You so, really like them as a pro- as a prospect. <laughs> yep. But regardless do you believe Miles Sanders will help as far as, especially if the offensive line is the way we saw it in the preseason game, do you think Miles Sanders will help kind of alleviate the pressure off Bryce Young and allow him to kind of smoothly get a feel for the Panthers playbook and the offense? I think Miles Sanders is an okay running back. I don't think he's like that great of a running back overall. Uh, he will still alleviate some of the, the pressure from Bryce. And that's probably where the, the game should flow uh, through the, the running back mostly to take some of that pressure off, as you said. Uh, but I mean, if the O-line is as rough as we saw in preseason uh, week one, or week two in this case, I'm not sure if the, the elephant counts as week one. 
uh, it will be really rough. And it's re- it's one of the situations where the QB will will really hurt his his self esteem, and he he will pick up those those bad habits. Although I believe with with Bryce, I really think he's is one of the is is really is really good QB, and I think dude dude has it all basically except the size. Uh, and I don't think it will be it will be that damaging to a to a QB like him. Uh, I think he will succeed no matter what in no matter team. Uh, he's just the size that concerns me a bit, and the injuries. If oh, the, the O line is that bad, yeah, five nine, and with that O line, I mean, dude, it's tough. Uh, but maybe maybe the O line isn't as bad as we saw. Now, and maybe they... correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't PFF have them graded as a top ten or close to top ten offensive line coming into the season? I do believe it was something in that range. Yeah. So. I don't know if they're underperforming or if they just need to, you know, get some more reps and they'll be fine. But yeah. if the maybe, offensive line is a top ten unit, I think the offense as a whole will be fine. Maybe it was just the preseason stuff and nothing to to really worry about. Yes, but yeah, uh, I do think you have it mistaken though. It's the Colts that were a, t- a top ten line. I was just checking, but they still had them as a sixteen unit in the league. So I think it's it's. Culture more than good enough for a QB like Bryce. Yeah, uh, it's it's more than than necessary for a QB like like Bryce. The mm-hmm. defense, I don't think they're they're great, but I don't think it will be the reason why they struggle as well. It's it's a fine it's a fine defense. Uh, it's it's the O line in my opinion. If the O line isn't isn't there, isn't up to the standards that we are expecting. Then I could see them struggling. Still, I don't think it's a more than a seven to eight win team, uh, which is good for for Bryce and his rookie season. Um, yeah, I think it will be a, a good team, a good to average team. Probably doesn't have that that leadership and that that very savviness, uh, that veteran savviness uh, to really push it for then win those decisive games down in December. But that's probably it. I think it will be a good team no matter what. Just not playoff team. No. I think I think there's an off chance they are a playoff team, but I don't think it's likely to happen. Plus, uh, another thing to consider is that the Saints and the Falcons have the t- two of the easiest schedule in the league, and that doesn't apply to the Panthers. So that's that's probably where the where the differences are. Uh, they don't face they they face better teams than their their division opponents, and that's what what hurts them in the end. Yeah, very true. So, if you have listened this far, thank you so much. Uh, we are on every single. What's the word I'm looking for, Alex? Platform? Platforms. Platforms, yes. Platform imaginable, whether that be Google, whether that be Apple, whether that be Spotify. I know Alex likes to share the RSS feed and the Apple feed and the Google feed, just in case. So he's got all his bases covered. So All discovered here. So thank you for that. Just out of curiosity, in Portugal, what do you what is the number one used platform 
I would say it's between the the Apple Podcast and the YouTube. If I had to to guess, I don't have yeah. the, the data in front of me, uh, but I think we have we have a pretty big slice of of users who who have Apple uh, phones and Macs and iPads and so on. Uh, and then the YouTube is just pretty standard. Uh, but yeah, I would say those two. RSS, I don't think it's it's used much here. Uh, and I think for the the Google podcasts, also not a lot. Uh, probably more Spotify, because we have a lot of Spotify users. So yeah, I would say those are the top three. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and the YouTube. So no matter what platform you listen to us on, give us a like, give us a rating. We appreciate it, and and if you hear more than has... one, just just give just give a like in all of them, so and subscribe uh-huh. in all of them. I like it. You have anything for us before we head out, Alex? No, nothing for me. Wanna, I think we've covered sure? all bases. You don't want to get another jab at Terrace Marshall? No, no, no I, I've given all, all out of my jabs right now. I've hit okay, the, okay. the Zach Charbonnet. I've hit Baker Mayfield, Terrace Marshall. And I even threw a small jab at Quinton Johnson, so I think all my jabs are in right now. Yeah, you def you definitely hit did a jab at Quinton Johnson. You there is no t- rock you're willing to unturn to say Quinton Johnson is gonna be a bust. Did you see that out of his six targets in preseason game one, uh he dropped two? <laughs> the drops keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> if you you really are on this whole drop thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a problem in college, so I can't expect it's a problem in the pros. Uh, and I think it's much harder to catch when you're in pads than you are when you're making highlights on YouTube, uh, running in shorts. So let's see. Maybe it's not an issue, but right now in four in six targets, he dropped two. So pretty good again. Let's see how it happens. So, do you believe Quentin Johnston, if given opportunity, will lead the league in drops? I mean, yeah, if he gets the targets, it's definitely a possibility. We'll be competing with Deontay Johnson, I would think, for drops. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, as I've said, I think the dude is a massive bust incoming. Uh, and the drops will be one of the main concerns as to why he might even lose some of the playing time. But yeah, we are diverging here a bit, but it's always nice to send some of these jabs. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye.